Let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable to you, O Lord, my rock and my redeemer. Amen. A lot of you have been traveling lately. You have been telling me about jaunts to the mountains to see the leaves, cruises around the Mediterranean, visits to grandchildren both far and near. And we have seen our fair share of visitors this year here, some from as far away as Maine, California, Canada, and even France. Some of you are absolute experts when it comes to travel. You know all the tricks when it comes to packing your bags, where to park at the airport, or even which shoes to wear so you can waltz through TSA security screening at the airport. Many of you have been on several planes over the last year. But did you spend the flight contemplating those pre-flight instructions? After you've squeezed down that narrow airplane aisle with your slightly too large carry-on bag to find your seat, after you've taken your seat and opened that small window to look outside at the ground crew, after the flight crew shuts the door to the cabin, but before the in-flight entertainment begins, those flight attendants quickly tell you the required safety information before you get going anywhere. And no matter where you're going, or who you're flying, that information is always the same. Most of us stick in our headphones or bury our heads further in our book, but one of those instructions is worth a little pondering this morning. In case of a loss of cabin pressure, oxygen masks above your seat will deploy. Please place your mask first and then assist your child or other passengers. Especially if you're traveling with someone who needs help. This instruction can be a little startling. Shouldn't we be taking care of the children or those who need help first? In the same way, this morning's gospel is jarring. In this story, it is expected that the bridesmaids would wait the arrival of the bridegroom and greet him with a procession of light in the darkness. Presumably, the bridesmaids are waiting either at the bride's home for the groom to come and fetch her, or at the home of the groom's family, where the wedding would take place. All the maids have either lamps or perhaps large torches. All are waiting with their lamps lit, an eager expectation of the groom's appearance. Wedding festivities typically lasted seven days, and the processions of the bride and groom marked the beginning of this joyous event. The bridegroom is delayed. In reality, a groom's delay was not altogether uncommon. For instance, there could be a last-minute negotiation between the groom and the bride's relatives over the gifts or the dowry that was being exchanged. The text does not bother to explain the delay. Indeed, the reason for the delay is not the bridesmaid's concern. They should have anticipated that a delay could occur. Due to the delay of the groom and the late hour, all the bridesmaids have fallen asleep. Their sleepiness is not the problem, since both the wise and the foolish alike have become drowsy. But the wise brought extra oil for their lamps. Both groups knew that the groom was coming and waited with their lamps burning. But only half considered that the wait in the darkness 
might be longer than they expected. When all the maids were awakened at the announcement of the groom's arrival, they all set about trimming and preparing their lamps for the procession. But to their horror, the foolish discovered that they do not have enough oil to keep their lamps burning. And the wise maidens refused to lend their extra oil. So the foolish bridesmaids have to leave to go find more oil. And when the foolish were away making arrangements that should have been made already, the groom arrived. The procession occurred without the foolish bridesmaids. And the banquet began. The foolish return ready for the processional. They knock on the door of the house, but their entrance to the wedding banquet is denied by the groom because they miss the grand procession. Although these bridesmaids were chosen to accompany the bride and groom, their role as bridesmaids did not guarantee them a place at the banquet. They had initially played the part of wedding attendants. They had waited with lamps lit for a while. But they did not plan for the long, dark time of waiting. As a result, they were shut out of the banquet. This outcome can make us squirm in our seats a little bit. Are we the wise bridesmaids or the foolish ones? What is this oil we need to bring extra of? At first glance, the bridesmaids who have plenty of oil appear selfish. I mean, clearly Matthew tells us they've already been blessed with wisdom. Shouldn't they help out the foolish bridesmaids who didn't think ahead? What on earth is this gospel supposed to be telling us to do as Christians? Take care of ourselves first and let others take care of themselves? Which brings us back to oxygen masks. While at first it may appear to be selfish to put on our own oxygen mask while our child goes without oxygen, the pre-flight instructions actually do make sense. If you put your child's mask on first and you pass out from lack of oxygen, they can't help you put your mask on. Whereas if you put your mask on first, you can always help your child put their mask on later, even if they lose consciousness. The wise maidens are thinking along the same lines. If they gave away their oil, they would not have enough. Then what would become of the processional? The bridegroom would not be greeted with any light at his return, and the wedding festivities would not be able to begin. The life of a Christian is similar. Much like with the oxygen masks on a plane, we must ready ourselves before we can help others. If we take care of others before ourselves, it is possible we may still be able to accomplish our goal. We may get both oxygen masks on before we lose consciousness. Or we may have just enough oil to last us until the incredibly slow bridegroom shows up. But we also might not. We may not have just enough oxygen or just enough oil. We may both be left sitting in the dark because we tried to give where we had none to give. Our hearts are huge. We can want to give and give and give. But if our tank is on empty, if we are not on fire, we will not have anything to give. This gift 
of nothing, no matter how well-intentioned, does not bless you or the other person. And this gospel tells us that the risk of missing out on the kingdom of heaven is not worth it. So how do we store up our oil so we can light the way to the heavenly banquet? Well, if you were here last week for Henri's baptism, you may notice something funny about how our baptismal covenant found on page 304 is structured. After we affirm our belief, our faith in God, we are asked about our practice of faith. Will you continue in the apostles' teaching and fellowship, in the breaking of the bread, and in the prayers? This is more than lip service. These practices were ones developed by the early church community to ensure that Christians took care of themselves first before evangelizing the whole world. Constant learning, fellowship, communion, and prayers with a community of fellow believers is how we put our oxygen masks on first. It is the extra oil we bring with ourselves. It is how we stay on fire for God so we can show the rest of the world the light of Christ. The rest of the promises we make at the time of our baptism flow out of our faith and these practices to refill our oil. Only after readying ourselves can we then ask for forgiveness, proclaim the gospel, seek and serve Christ in all persons, love our neighbors as ourselves, strive for justice and peace among all people, and respect the dignity of every human being. If we do this work in the world before we take care of ourselves, we are merely setting ourselves on fire to keep others warm. And we will burn out. This week, consider whether you are replenishing your oil. Are you participating in formation and fellowship with the church? Are you breaking bread with your community? Are you participating in the prayers of the church and individual prayers by yourself? Do you have an abundance of oil? Or or is your oil running a little low? The bridegroom is coming. When he gets here, don't be burnt out. Amen.